in Jesus' name. And everyone said, let's put verse 8 up in the NIV, uh, verse 8. It says, but Noah found favor. Somebody say favor. In the eyes of the Lord, he, he found favor. Uh, favor meaning God was uh, benevolent, uh, 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 kind, and, and preferred Noah, amen. And, and also the word unusual we know means odd, rare. It, it means uh, uh, bizarre. In other words, what God is getting ready to do in your life is going to be bizarre. It's going to have you scratching your head saying, Lord, what mean is this? Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm waiting for my $10,471 back pay check too. Somebody scream back pay. I believe somebody in this building do for some back pay. Uh, we prophesy that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a lady even at our church, and I won't call any names out, but about uh, 12, 13 years ago, she bought some uh, 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 land in the middle of Texas, and, and, and um, she, she paid like three, $4,000 in the middle of nowhere, and now they out there drilling for oil in that whole region. They didn't send her all kind of paperwork. I was at intercession with her a couple of weeks ago, hooked her up with a lawyer and whatnot, and, 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 and people was wondering, why are you buying land out in Texas? You don't even live in, I even asked her, did you used to live in Texas? She was like, nope, just surfacing the internet. Man, I'm like, and I said, you know, you're about to hit. Everybody in the area hit. And I said, you know, you're about to be like, cha-ching. You're going to find favor with the Lord just like Noah did. How many you know Hebrews 13, 8, God the same yesterday, today, and forever. If God do it for Noah, he'll do it for you. But let, let, look at this. It says, oh, there it is, yesterday. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But, but, but look at this. Go, go, go back. It says, uh, Noah had found favor somebody say favor one more time in the eyes of the Lord uh, now here it is God was sorry that he made man and basically the whole earth for the most part was wiped out but you have one man well and those that were connected to him that were still standing so isn't it ironic that that most of the people became uh, the rule but Noah was an exception Anybody in this building know that you're going to be an exception? Mm -hmm. I prophesy that, that me and you will be the exception. But, but, but why? What, what led up to Noah? Because I always like to give you the why. How, 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 did, how did, it, did Noah wind up getting this favor that he had? Because verse 9 says, Noah was a just man. A just man. The word just means that he uh, consist, he, he was consistent with uh, what is morally right. Somebody say consistent. So, so he was consistent, again, he was consistent with what was morally uh, right, which lets me know that, that while everybody else was turning up, this brother had morals and values. This man, Noah, uh, 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 was a man that had some integrity, if you will. And we know Proverbs 20, uh, verse 7, it says, If a man walks in integrity, his, his children after him shall be 
blessed. Look, 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 look at that right there. It is right there. A righteous man walks in his integrity. Uh, that's why he was the exception and not the rule. Is because Noah had integrity. He had morals and values. I don't care where this world shifts to. You and I got to stick to our guns. Can I get a witness up in here? Uh, uh, just because the world shifts don't mean we shift with them because we are of a different species. We're a part of the kingdom of God. Amen? So we have a different viewpoint. We, we have a different outlook. So while everybody else is flatlining, we still smiling. While everybody is looking at the economy, we're saying, well, we're a part of the kingdom economy. And last time I, 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 I was reading the word of God, it said in Philippians 4, 19, my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. David said, I've been young and now I'm old. He said, but I've never, somebody scream, never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Pastor, how, how, how could you say that you and I are of a different species? Put up John 15, 19. Let me, let me help somebody real quick. Let me help somebody. John chapter 15, uh, verse 19. John 15 and, and, and 19. Look what this says. It, it, it says, uh, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. <laughs> Can I get a witness up in here? There are some people that can't stand you. Because you have morals and values. You're not judgmental, but you're like, I, I don't get down like that. I got anybody like, you got some people, your co-workers, that they, 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 they get down a certain way, but you're like, nah, I don't get down, I'm going to stick to my guns on this one. I'm not feeling that one. So it says, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet, because you are not of the world. You're of a different species. It says, but I chose you. Anybody know you've been chosen? You've been hand-selected. You've been, been preferred by God. Amen. Then it says, but, 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 but it, it also, that word chose also means that you've been summoned by him. So it says, but I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world going to hate you. <laughs> I bet you it was people, because you got to remember, Noah was building this ark for 120 years years i'm sure it was people turning up like noah crazy talking about it's gonna rain now you gotta remember it never it had never rained before and then you got this man telling you it's gonna rain folks like <laughs> he tripping <laughs> it's gonna rain well you need to get some of this to stop tripping noah you feel how hot it is out here I bet you they weren't feeling like that when they started storming and lightning came. They like, Where that ark? Where Noah at? <laughs> so number one, he was a just man, which means he was a, a consistent man. I, I believe God blesses consistency. Uh huh. Consistent. He was consistent. Consistent means what, 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 consistent with uh, what was morally right. If me and you can just learn how to be consistent. Look at your neighbor and say, stay consistent. Stay uh, consistently going to your 930 service. 
consistently when you get in your car and go to work you're praying I'm talking about you're consistently on your phone trying to get you a scripture for the day come on you're doing your daily devotion amen because you're trying to be spiritually armed and dangerous and it's when you're consistent that God can say they're ready for my blessings they're ready for their nets to break come on somebody they're ready to experience another side of me but if you're not consistent take another lap if you're not consistent, that just means you're not ready. But I believe that we're in a season of preparation. I, I believe that you and I are, are in a season where we've evolved in our faith and we're like, you know what, hell or high water, I'm going to stay consistent. I don't care what kind of bump I hit in the road. I don't come what comes my way. I am going to stay consistent. Somebody stay consistent. I'm consistent with my faith. Because I want to hear those words well done. Because I believe it's the consistent that will hear the words well done. My good and faithful servant. Do I got any consistent people uh -huh, at the house of God? Amen. Even you being here this morning is an expression that you're consistent. That you woke up with him on your mind. We need to give God a hand praise. Because there was a time in our life where we was consistent to other things but God. Look at somebody else and say, stay consistent, stay consistent. Because Noah was consistent when it came to his morals and values, to God's morals and, and values. He was an exception and not the rule. Remember when the recession hit and some people was in panic mode and some people lost their jobs and, some, and a lot of us, God kept us and then some of us that did lose our jobs, we were able to bounce back and get even a better job. It's because you've been consistent. If God wanted to leave you, he couldn't. Where's that in the Bible? That's in Hebrews 13, 5. He said, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. That word forsake means I won't desert you. I won't abandon you. He can't. How can he deny himself if we're his offspring in the earth? I got any parents in here this morning? You would, your, parents, your children have disappointed you. They have let you down, but you won't abandon them. You won't desert them. You will drop everything that you're doing to make sure that your child is straight. Why? Because they are an extension of you. They can never disappoint you to the, fact, to the point to where you abandon them. You might want to you might want to go upside their head. Can I get a... <laughs> Me and my wife were in Dallas this past week and we couldn't do Periscope because we were tied up. So I had my 24-year-old son uh, do Periscope and he's not a father yet, but one of the questions we were watching a little bit and one of the questions was, you know, I have a child that's seven years old that's giving me a lot of problems. And one of the things that my son echoed is that we need to bring back the belt generation. And then he began to talk about how he used to get beat. Come on, somebody. And how it kept him out of the penitentiary. Come on, all oh, y'all ain't ready for me today. And he up there teaching y'all teenagers right now. Because I, I, I was a part of the belt. Break your butt, boy. I will leave, I will leave my nail prints in the, your thigh area. Can I, oh, I will pluck your ear at the bank. Fall out one more. I will. I, I will grab you by your <laughs> praise the Lord. Uh, Y'all ain't ready for me this morning. Ain't. It's, it's, it's whoopings. Come on. There are too many people that missed the ASS whooping. 
and that's why they crazy. You see them, they like 39. Now you're like, oh, you missed the A whooping. You, that's why you crazy. You think you still invincible. Somebody need to get a hold of you and whoop you. You need to be choked. Look at you, they say they ain't ready for Pastor Ed. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't, ain't ready for me. That'll make you consistent. Can I get a whip? That'll make you consistently live upright. You're going to consistently straighten up, act like you got some doggone sense. You representing me falling out at the begging, falling out at the grocery store. The dick so butt up and show me you got some consistent behavior. So act like you got some sense so you can be an exception and not the rule. Somebody give God a praise. Look at somebody say, stay consistent. Stay consistent. I will, con I will consistently beat your behind until you act right. I don't know about y'all. I don't want God to whoop me. Anybody ever been whooped by God? Them are the worst whoopings. You walk away with whelps and everything. You like, boy, God got me. He got my attention now. <laughs> can I get a witness up in here? That's what happened to Jacob. Come on, he wrestled with God all night until the, the joints in his, his, his uh, hip came out of socket. And he said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Oh, he never got rid of that, that limp. Oh, but he went from Jacob to Israel. When you look up Jacob, it means trickster, supplanter, which takes you to the name con artist. Now, he's one that's, he goes from that, from Jacob to Israel, which means one that strives with God. Then all of a sudden, he becomes consistent. And then God's hand is on him, and God begins to bless him. <laughs> that's why I love how the Bible says he's the God of Abraham, Isaac. And Jacob it didn't say Israel it said Jacob which gives me and you that means we still got a shot because all of us still got a little Jacob in us oh man can I get a witness up in here but when you begin to say Lord less of me and more of you what you're saying is Lord get rid of the Jacob in me I want to be like Israel I want to be that one that strives with you I want to be that prince that you've called me to be I want to be that king that you've called me to be I want to be that queen that you've called me to be I want to be consistent because I want all that you have for me somebody give God a praise in this place your consistency will pay off big time. Part of the reason why I didn't want to serve God, I was hesitant, I was apprehensive, is because I didn't know if I could be consistent. And the church taught us consistency meant living perfect. But how many know we're not perfect? Along the way, we're going to make some mistakes, which to a degree is good because it's through trial and error that we learn what not to do. If we didn't make some mistakes, come on. It was the mistake that said, you know what? I ain't going to do that again. Can I get a witness up in here? It's like most of us in here. Mama said, don't touch the iron. But when she turned her back, you still had to go touch it. And then she had to go get the butter. Come on, somebody. Oh, y'all. <laughs> somebody said butter. Yeah, not the doctor. Some of us, we didn't have insurance. Come on, somebody. Get the butter. Where's some sour cream? We're going to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> somebody scream consistent uh-huh see when you consistent you will experience unusual favor
Noah was consistent. Uh-huh. I could go to so many more scriptures. Put up, put up, put up 1 Corinthians uh, 15 and, and 58. This, this, this is Noah right here. It, it says, therefore, my, 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 my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, which one translation says to be unmovable. Always, somebody say always. Always means being consistent and abounding in the work of the Lord. That's Noah. Knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 120 years, he's building the boat and being mocked and laughed at. They're like, oh, there he go. There he is. <laughs> he over there gathering that wood. It's about going, talking about it's going to rain. But because he was consistent, it pays off in the end. Uh-huh. Because of time, we got to go move on to the second one. So Noah was a just man, which means he was consistent with what was morally right. Number two, uh, he was perfect, which the word perfect in the Greek means to be mature. So not only was he consistent, he was mature. See, when you're mature, you're delivered from people. You don't want to be a part of the crew anymore. You're like, you know what, I'm of a different species. God called me out of the world, and I know the world's going to hate me. We brought that out in John 15, 19. So I, I, but I'm mature enough to be my own man because I know that God has preferred me, that he has set me apart. So there are certain things that I used to uh, uh, do I can't do anymore. So I, I've backed off of some things. And so this is the sign of maturity right here because it says Noah was a just man, and he was perfect. In his generation, which the word perfect means again to be mature. He was fine-tuned. He was refined. Also, the word uh, perfect means that he was even better, that he was excellent. Put up 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. Look at this real quick. So, number one, he was just. He was consistent. He, he was perfect. He was mature. It says, when I was a child, I, I spoke as a child. I, I understood as a child. I, 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 I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. In other words, my behavior has evolved. I've gone to another dimension of maturity because at the end of the day, more than anything, is I want God to be able to trust me, but I know he can't trust me if I'm not consistent. He, he can't trust me if I don't mature and evolve because right now the worst thing God can do is bless me because I don't know if my character matches my call. So sometimes God will put you in the fiery furnace to really see right where you are. And it's in the fiery furnace that God wants to see if you're consistent. It's in your lion's den that he wants to see if you're consistent. It's in those places that he wants to see how you're going to behave. Even I like uh, the book of Samuel when Saul was trying to kill David. If you read the book of Samuel, it's one of the chapters three times it said David behaved wisely. Where most of us, that javelin missed us, I'm going to go get that javelin and I'm coming right back at you. Because there are scriptures in the Bible I don't like. I don't like don't render evil for evil. For vengeance is the Lord's. He said, I repay. Why, why do I got to apply that scripture when I want to bite my enemy's head off? 
Oh, don't act super, super spiritual up in here like you've, you've never had a vendetta against somebody that wronged you. Can I get a witness? They throwing javelins at you with their words. You wanted to give them a piece of your mind. And the Holy Spirit said, don't say nothing, just smile at How you doing? Bless the Lord. That's when you know you've turned the corner. Come on, somebody. That's when you know you've evolved. That's when you know that you have matured. Amen. When you know people have talked about you and you still can go up to them and still shake their head. That when you see them on the ninth aisle at the grocery store, you don't hide in the 11th. You'll be like, oh, I'm so glad so and so. Let me go past my, how you doing? It's so good to see you. Even though you were one of the people that told me my church wouldn't last but two years and week 12 now. But how you, good to see, I needed you in my life even back then. I'm grateful that you were one of my dream killers because it was you that kept me on my knees. It was you that made me have a closer walk with God. It was you that even helped me evolve in my faith because I believe everybody in here, you need a couple of dream killers in your life. But then you can say, but Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me anybody ever had a hater or two in their life I don't know about you but I'm grateful that God has given me hater grace in other words he's even graced me to love my haters why because they don't define who I am because I'm comfortable in my own skin matter of fact who anointed them God anyway look at your neighbor saying it's time to mature it's time to mature if you're still allowing people to crawl on under your skin, it's because you haven't matured. If you're running around here, amen, and you're worried about what people think about you, that's a sign that you have marshmallow emotions. You've allowed other people to control you when the Bible says that he's given me and you the keys to his kingdom. And he said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. It's time for me and you to walk in our kingdom authority. And you need to get to a place in your life that you don't give a damn what people think about you. At the end of the day, you need to be thankful that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. That you were created in God's image and his likeness. You and me are of a different species. Somebody give God a praise. Look at your neighbor and say, he called me out. He called me out. He called me out. He called me out. You better know that when you've been called out, you're going to have haters. Oh, they always go in the kingdom. Talking about kingdom. <laughs> they go in the church every Sunday. Mad at you because you consistent. Mad at you because you didn't change your behavior. They, what they really mad at is that they mad because they still stuck. Misery, love. Why they don't accompany me no more? Because they got a revelation. You crazy. That when they even walk away from you, they still worse. If you around somebody, they make you feel worse. That's a sign God trying to deliver you from them. Can I get a witness up in here? <laughs> but if we stay consistent, if we make up in our mind, I'm going to be mature. Part of the reason, put up, put up Genesis 49 and 3, I believe it is. Look at this. Reuben, the eldest son, he should have got the birthright, but he didn't get it because why? Reuben, you are my firstborn. Firstborn got the majority of the inheritance over the other children. It says might and the beginning of my strength. When you had a son, that was a sign that you had strength. 
Then it says the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Next verse. It says, but you are unstable as water. In other words, Reuben, I can't even give you the blessing that's rightfully yours. I can't even give because you're unstable. You weren't consistent. You never evolved in your behavior. Matter of fact, as you got older, your behavior got worse. Matter of fact, you, you, you won't excel because you went up to your father's bed. Some of y'all are like, what did Pastor, he did what? Why would you want to sleep with your stepmama? I'm going to let y'all chew on that for a minute. Now, don't, don't run out here and go sin. But how many know if you're going to do wrong, do wrong right. There's a right way to do wrong. You don't go up to your daddy's couch. See, if he would have went around the corner. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me. He would have got that inheritance. Oh, but because you wanted what your daddy had. Oh, y'all even know that's gross. Why, why are you going? Why, 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 what's wrong with you? Now, a lot of us in this building, we didn't came behind some people. Just look straight. Don't raise your head. Just look straight. Just... But we ain't going behind daddy. That's gross on another level. Oh, y'all, y'all ain't ready for me. Y'all, see, I'm too real. Y'all, you need to go to a church where they just patty cake it. We don't patty cake it right here. We keep it, as they say, 100 up in here. We're going to give it to you real raw and relevant. Amen. That's why he lost. He wasn't consistent. When you consistently going up to your daddy's couch, he said, you unstable as water. You won't excel. You went up to your father and you defiled. It was, it, he went up to my, he said, you went up to my couch. Why are you in my bed? Now y'all know we did some dirty stuff in our life. Somebody screamed, but God. But I wasn't going to my mom in them room. I know that ain't good English. Come on, somebody. you like, I'm, we're going to go right over here. <laughs> we're not going in there. That's sacred. Even though I'm being disrespectful, I'm not going to be disrespectful like that. Oh, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready for me. Somebody scream, it's consistent. He wants us to be consistent. He wants us to behave. He, he said that he was, he was not only uh, 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 perfect, uh, 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 but that word perfect means he was mature, he was just, he was, he was consistent, he was, he was perfect for his generation. Go to Hebrews uh, 5 and 12 real quick. Speaking of maturity, look at this real quick, maturity. We're talking about maturity right now. It says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. He's getting on them. Paul, who most theologians believe he wrote the book of Hebrews. So he says, listen. It says, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to, come to the need of milk and not solid food. In other words, when are you going to grow up? When are you going to evolve? Why are we back going over the elementary things again? It's time for you to graduate and go to college. Next verse. Then it says, for everyone who partakes uh, uh, only of milk is unskilled. How long are you going to be under that man of God at Kingdom in the Valley, but you still sipping on milk? When are you going to shift the filet mignon? We, we need to get you a ribeye. 
It's time for you to be at the ribeye level. Come on, somebody. So it says, for everyone who partakes only of milk, milk is unskilled, which means you ain't ready to weather your storm because you ain't got enough stamina because you've been drinking only milk. You ain't got no meat in you. So then it goes on. It says, uh, uh, you're unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a babe. There are some people that are in the church that are dying. I'm talking spiritually because they still own milk. Let's not be those people. Next verse. We're not, then it even goes on. Look at that. It says, then it says, but solid food belongs to those who are full age. Somebody say full age. I believe that at this 930 service, there are people here that are at full age. You are no longer a babe anymore in Christ. So it says, but solid food belongs to those who are full age. That is those who who by reason of use have their senses exercised discern both good and evil now that I've been chewing on ribeye I got some discernment now because I've been sitting under the word because in order for you to stand you got to get understanding you got to stand under the word so now when you're between a rock and a hard place because you've been chewing on ribeye you're able to say you know what I'm not going to allow what I'm going through matter of fact it's a fact that they've diagnosed me with cancer. But my faith tells me in Matthew 9, 29, according to my faith, be it unto me. My Bible tells me that God will take sickness from the midst of me. So now it's time for me to exercise my faith. It's time for me to walk in my kingdom authority, even though my finances are shot right now. But my Bible tells me, he said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health as your soul prosper do I got any word people in the house today there it is our beloved I pray you prosper in all somebody say all things uh -huh. and be in hell just as your, your soul prosper soul is the seat of your emotions and your feelings it would be a travesty for you to have a pocket full of money but then you're still able to allow people to push certain buttons in your life to have you all thrown off and have you operating out of character and then God's like you ain't ready because two things God is looking for he's looking for us to be consistent he's looking for us to make sure that our behavior is intact that we're evolving and growing in the things of God that we're no longer babes we're no longer that's why Jesus said how much longer must I suffer with thee in other words he was telling the disciples when is my scent going to get on y'all I've been feeding you all this meat and y'all couldn't cast the spirit out of this boy. What's wrong? When y'all gonna turn the corner? I'm gonna teach later in the year on Jesus' humanity, how there was times he got mad. And that's one of the times he got mad. He said, how much longer must I suffer? He was like, my God, y'all couldn't, couldn't take ownership of this spirit? And you've been rolling out with me? And he looking at them like, man, and I know I'm not a bad mentor. I know I've downloaded some meat in y'all. But then when the metal hits the, the, the rubber hits the road, y'all like, oh! Somebody say, handle your business. You speak to that thing. Not only did God say that death and life is, and he said, not, he said, didn't just say life is in the power of your tongue, but he said death and life. You can speak death to some stuff. I wish somebody would start swirling around here like a snake right now. I'll stop this whole service and command that spirit to come out that person. I'll choke it out of them. 
I'll hit them in the stomach and make it come out of them. Some of y'all looking at me like, y'all need to go read books on Smith Wigglesworth. When you're dealing with evil and satanic spirit, they like, you know, the Lord thy God rebuke you in the name of Jesus. No, I'm going to be like, be, what? You foul spirit. Oh, get up, buddy. Get out of him. Because it's not that person, it's that spirit that I'm going to punch out in. There's been times we didn't have intercession up in here and folks throwing up purple stuff. And I'm just hitting them in the stomach, elbowing them and everything. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out! See, that's real spiritual warfare. See, this ain't no cotton candy ministry. God is not hanging out in the foyer. He in the sanctuary. And he said in Isaiah 10, 27, that it's the anointing. That removes burdens and destroys yokes. It's the oil of God, the anointing, the manifest presence of God. That's why we need the power back in the church. That's why Paul said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We got to walk in the power. of. We walk in this power. We will be consistent. When we walk in this power, we will know how to behave and act like we got some sense. Let me give you the third thing because of time. So, number one, if you and me want to experience unusual favor, we got to be consistent. Number two, we got to behave. Amen. We got to mature. Mm -hmm. Number three is walk with God. Look at this it says, Noah was just, which means he was consistent. He was perfect, which means he was mature. And number three, Noah walked with God, which lets me know he had a relationship with God. See, when we got a relationship, somebody say relationship. You're not going to let nothing come between you and God. It says he walked with God. Anybody know that if you walk with God, when you walk it out, he'll work it out. But you got to be willing to walk it out. The Bible says he walked with God, which means he had a relationship. It wasn't something casual. It wasn't one of those up and down relationships where when, the, when, when things got bad, then all of a sudden he began to call on God. This means that he walked with God when it was good and when it was bad. Just like Job. Come on, Job's wife said, you need to curse God and die. He said, I can't take the good and not the bad. He said, I still got to have some integrity. And God gave him double from his trouble. Why? Because he stayed consistent. He was a mature man. He was a man that walked with God. There's something that ha God will begin to make you the exception when you learn how to walk with him on a consistent. And when he knows you're mature, he'll begin to trust you with some things that he don't trust other people with. Uh-huh. Somebody say walk it out. Uh-huh. Put up Romans 8, 38. Romans 8. 38. Look at this. It was because it says Noah, he walked with God. See, when you begin to walk with God, you become persuaded. He, Paul said, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angel nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come next verse, nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, he can say that because he walks with God. 
persuaded. Somebody say persuaded. See, we got to be persuaded. The word persuaded means to be convinced that nothing will separate me from the love of God. So my third point is this. We have to continue to walk with God. When we walk with God, you will escape those floods. Because there's floods that are going to come. That flood called depression. That flood called anxiety. That flood called doubt and unbelief. That, that flood called uh, uh, my money ain't touching in the green. But it's in those seasons that if we stay consistent, it's in those seasons that if we continue to mature in the things of God and make up on our mind that we refuse to be babes in the Lord. It's in those times that they say, you know what, in spite of what I'm going through, I'm going to keep walking with God. But I got to give you a fourth. Go to uh, Genesis 7, I believe, 23. Look at this real quick. It says, so he destroyed the living, he destroyed all living things which were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping things and bird of the air, they were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. Isn't it interesting that it was only Noah and the people that were with him? Because, see, if you don't have favor, you better find somebody that's got it. It wasn't a favor that caused them to escape that flood. It was Noah's favor. And isn't it interesting that when most theologians when they do research on the ark, they look at the ark as a type and shadow of the church. So this was a church on wheels in the water. If you want to talk about the first church, it was Noah's ark. Amen. Ark Christian Center. <laughs> because it's interesting, when you look at this building, this is nothing more than an ark. Do y'all realize y'all pulled up to an ark? Now let me help you real quick. Even when you look up Noah's name in the Hebrew, which is interesting, it means rest and comforting. So that lets me know that there was a spirit of rest in that ark. There was a comforting spirit in that ark. And I believe that when you pull up on this parking lot, there, you should know that at least I can escape this flood out here. And when I get in my ark at 930, I know that I'm going to feel God's peace. I'm going to feel his comfort. I'm going to feel, when I get in, in that worship, I'm going to feel his joy. I'm going to have a praise on my lips because I believe everything you need is connected to the ark. That's why it's important that you are in the right ark and that you're around the right Noah because you need to get connected to people that's got favor. So when your favor is running short, you better grind mine, glory to God, because if one thing that I have as a pastor, the favor of God is on me. Just look at my ark look at what the lord has done in 10 years that he dropped this building in our lap that's what happens when you're consistent that's what happens when you mature that's what happens when you walk with god that's what happens when you stay connected to the ark that's what happens when you amen have no characteristics so god sent me by today to tell you to keep walking with god stay consistent mature in the things of god and i believe god is about to do uh, ephesians 320 in your life he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above more than you can even imagine or even think if you receive that somebody give God a praise in this place high five your neighbor say stay connected stay connected stay connected 
I don't care what you're going through. You might be in here going through a setback in your life. I dare you to stay connected to the house of God. I dare you to stay connected to the ark because everything you need is in the ark. The peace that you need is in the ark. The joy that you need is in the ark. The praise that you need is in the ark. That next anointing is in the ark. Your breakthrough is in the ark. Somebody give God a praise one more time in this place. Stay connected to the ark. He said a thousand will fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand. But it will not come nigh unto me. So while everybody else was dying, the very thing that should have drowned them, they were floating on it. There are things that used to drown you like anxiety. <laughs> God is shifting things in 2017. Why? Because you're in the boat now. Don't, don't, don't leave the boat. Stay in the boat. Amen? You will be an exception and not the rule. Well, Pastor, how's God going to do it? Stop trying to figure out God. Just stay consistent. Well, Pastor, how's God going to do it? Just, just keep maturing. Keep walking with God. Stay connected to the ark. And he'll give you rest. He will comfort you. And he'll eventually bring you out of some things. And he will bring you into some things that will blow your mind. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise in this place if you believe this is the year of unusual favor come on and give God a 30 second praise in this place I prophesy over this section unusual favor in the name of Jesus I prophesy favor breakthrough blessing I prophesy in this section in this section prosperity I prophesy amen favor favor with God Favor with man, favor with God, favor with man. I prophesy over this section in the name of Jesus. I prophesy over this section. Favor with God and favor with man. Somebody give God a praise. I prophesy this section right now in the name of Jesus. I dare you to stay consistent. I dare you to continue to mature in the things of God. I dare you to keep walking with God. I dare you to stay connected God is about to bring you rest he's about to comfort you like never before in Jesus name the best is yet to come God if you did it for Noah we know you can do it for us if Noah was an exception we know we will be exception it doesn't matter who's in the presidential office because you're a king of kings you're lord of lords you you rule and reign you sit high you look low we thank you god we thank you god that you're looking for some people that will be consistent you're looking for people that will evolve and grow and mature the things of God. You're looking for somebody that will continually walk with you. Even when it doesn't make sense. We thank you, God, that we as your children will stay connected to the ark. That we won't look to the left or to the right. We thank you that we will be an exception.
the name of Jesus. An exception in the recession. Even if a recession hits this nation, we thank you that we will survive that flood. We've already been there, done that. We survived the first one. I look around this room, we got some survivors up in here. Hallelujah. Survive some things. That survive some famines and some setbacks in your personal life. That survived a, a horrible childhood. And the best is yet to come. Stay consistent. Stay consistent. Stay consistent. Hallelujah.